Welcome to the TV show show. I'm Rob Schulte. I'm Brittany. Hi. Brittany, I'm so excited. Well, why? Well, because it's another recording day and I've built my own little home closet studio. That's awesome. I want one of those. Previously, I had been doing it in my echoey kitchen with Clive click clacking around and eating his food all the time. It's like he waits for you to press record to start eating or click clacking. He's only been sleeping 11 hours right. uh, previous, so who knows? Now he just lays outside of the closet door, so maybe I'll be trapped in here forever. Yeah! Today we're going to be reviewing an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is kind of monumental. It's definitely a childhood staple. What was your like relationship with it? Was it a casual watch, or did you come into it late in the game? Okay, I remember seeing the previews for it, you know, like, it's like, oh, new show's coming out. And I remember seeing that and being like, I'm definitely going to watch that. And I, I remember when the first episode aired, like, my brother and I sat down to watch it. And we were big fans. Wow. Yeah, I remember. It was a commitment. We made it. <laughs> we love that damn show. I came into it pretty late. Like, I watched episodes... A lot in my youth, but never in any order and always in reruns at a time when I, like, wasn't consistently watching TV in terms of, like, maybe I was supposed to be doing my homework, you know? So every episode I laughed at, but I never could follow the storyline. And now it's only available for purchase. So it's been hard watching this episode and the previous episode that we almost did. And not being able to binge everything. Right. What what type of world we're living in. I know. I mean, it's like, how dare you not be available on any streaming service for free? What am I paying for? Come on, I'm paying $5 a month here. Yeah. But if, if you do want to watch this episode, it is available on Amazon for 99 cents. Mm-hmm. That's what I watched it on. Now, Brittany, I have one question before we dive in. What's that? Can you give me an idea? You live in Los Angeles. Explain Bel Air to me. Let set the scene. Bel-Air? Or maybe if you know nineties. Nineties? Okay. I don't know nineties Bel Air, but I know <laughs> I know two thousands and the tens Bel Air. It's by Beverly Hills, Westwood, just like a upper class area but it's not as like i guess uh, takes itself too seriously like beverly hills for example gotcha but they it is very nice and it's less commercial okay yeah okay Mm -hmm. whereas like i would probably live in a public park somewhere miles away no 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 i mean definitely you're you're beverly hills echelon for sure oh wow yeah Okay, should we we do this? We should get into it, right? Yeah. Okay, The Fresh Prince of Mm Bel-Air, Season 1, Episode 22, Banks Shot? And I've got the description ready. Are you ready for this? It's so exciting. I'm prepped. Well, yeah, I was hoping you would. Will almost loses the family Mercedes to a pool hustler. (gasps) That doesn't surprise me. Does he? Will he? All right. So we kick it off right in the middle of the action. There is no delay. I Vivian was going to say, that's is... the coldest cold open 
I think yeah. I thought she was in the middle of the sentence. I tried to rewind it a few times. Me too. Me too. I was like, did they cut the first half of this scene? Yeah. But she's going out of town for the weekend. She's speaking at a college uh, on a paper she wrote or something along those lines. Berkeley. Yep. And it's important because in the first season of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there was like a really big gap between Will and Uncle Phil. And Vivian was the, you know, the intermediary. She helped bridge that gap. Vivian's letting Jeffrey know, like, she's given him the rundown of, like, what needs to happen. People can do what, what kids can do different things. And she insists that Will's not allowed to use the car until August of 1992. And I looked this up because I was curious. This aired on February 25th, 1991. So that's a long time. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But it reminded me, I used to be grounded for like three months at a time, but I would continuously be doing things that got me grounded like three mo- more months. <laughs> and my brother and I always used to laugh being like, you're going to be grounded till you're 30. And, you know, that's a few years away, but um, then I'll be ungrounded. Yeah. Probably, right. Do you feel grounded? I and are you almost there? <laughs> been grounded since I left home to be honest nobody's been keeping tabs on my shit <laughs> I just have one of those like harnesses that is attached to like someone else's wrist somewhere. yeah that well that's how I would describe you for sure you know just I'm a free roamer but someone can reel me in if they need yeah. to Hillary's pretty upset with her mother in this moment she's like mom I'm 21 years old let me throw this 17 magazine over my shoulder. You can give some responsibility to me. I can watch after Carlton and Ashley. Jeffrey's like, see ya. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, thank God. Okay, have fun. As we notice in two very small scenes later, it goes to her head a bit. Giving away the secrets. So Vivian sees Uncle Phil. She's like, why don't you just work from home while I'm gone? I'm only going to be gone a few days. Just as she asks that, Will comes in dancing to everybody dance now. He has like a boom box. He's like dancing really hard, mouthing the words. And Uncle Phil's like, that's why. He's like, I cannot concentrate with a Will Smith in the house. And I wouldn't be able to either. I would just want to party all the time. I know. I would be like, welcome to Miami. Bel Air yeah. style. <laughs> but what about that boombox like case? It was that like, was awesome. That was really cool. Like that that just goes to show like that's another level of cool. Of like Bel Air. Yes. Bel Air boombox. Because it wasn't just a bare ass boombox. That boombox was wearing like unders. Yeah. <laughs> it was wearing an outfit. It had spanks on and everything. There was not a single panty line. <laughs> well, well, Vivian's like, she's like, hey, this is going to be great. She said, I want you to do whatever your uncle tells you. And then we get the classic dun, 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 dun. dun. And they've like lit Uncle Phil from below. So he looks like this menacing power. Yeah. It's so great. He doesn't, he didn't need it though. Will is on his hands and knees begging Vivian like, please don't leave me here with him. No. (laughs) And that's just one of the things that I love about the show is that it is part cartoon. You know, it's not afraid to like 
be goofy. Yeah. Like extremely goofy, not just sitcom goofy. Oh my gosh, it's so silly. I love it so much. But then it's like cuts to, you know, the theme song, which did you like get up and start singing to it? Oh man, I, of course I did. And of course I just wanted to look at every piece of graffiti and stuff, but I wish I could have pulled something that we've all seen, haven't seen a million times, but it reminded me of something of my first year of college, Brittany, that I had to share with you. No, we'll start from the um, beginning. Community college, the theater classes there, you can imagine how uh, intense they might have been. Our final was, it might as well have been, do whatever the hell you want on stage without a script in your hand. And one guy, who is a big Mel Gibson fan, by the way, hmm. just did a dramatic monologue of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. And I was like, this... I didn't like this guy. I didn't get along with him. He was a little bit smug. He was, you know, the best actor at community college. So if you can imagine what that attitude would be. And I think what I really disliked about it was that it was probably an idea I would have liked to have come up with. And seeing it done by someone else was just like, ah, oh, man, it also is a dumb idea. <laughs> but he aced. We all got A's, you know. We all got A's. I'm going to transplant that memory with the fun memory of recording this podcast with you. Think Carlton. Okay. I will when I see him in person. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Woo! Speaking of Carlton, my boss, he writes, my, he signs my paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like trying to what? impress this girl. He's like, girl, I took a shower. I, I did some push-ups. I took a multivitamin. Do you remember him being, like, a ladies' man? I was going to ask the same thing. I guess it must have been, like, season two and on that he became, like, nerd. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But I don't know. He's so suave here. I know. I'd love to watch other episodes. It's not as easy to do as we've already stated. But maybe this episode was written by someone who just really didn't know the character. And since Carlton has this scene and then like the scene at the end that they just were like, oh, yeah, we'll just do this as a story move. But yeah, I don't know. He says she is the best on the swimnastics team. The swimnastics team. Mm -hmm. I totally wrote that down in all capitals. Me too. And that means that she's good at holding her breath. Which, Which is good for what, though? Is that supposed to be, like, yeah. a sexual innuendo? What do you... What needs to happen? Like, what what act requires you to be able to hold your breath? I think they're implying that it's making out, but I don't think that's what it really but is. you could breathe through your nose. Exactly. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> Just kidding. What? I've got a lot of practice of making out. I think it's something a little bit more... Dirty. What, being suffocated by her ass? Or, I mean, what? Yeah, you just, you know, when someone sits on your face, yeah. it's hard to breathe. That's why you get a straw. Also, okay, never mind. <laughs> hygiene. Okay, everyone, hygiene. Wash your ass. <laughs> wash your ass, crack. Apparently some people don't wash their butt crack. I just found that out on a podcast. I was very upset that Ew. people were like... What? Yeah, you gotta wash your butt crack. I don't believe you. That there's some. Well, apparently the rumor is that that like certain people don't wash their butt crack or their legs. 
Well, are you referring to white people? Because white people don't wash their legs for some reason. That's been a conversation I've had with many a white person who's like, oh, yeah, just let the water drip down. And I'm like, that's not cleaning your legs. Have you ever tried to clean your legs if you haven't cleaned your legs? They're, they're dirty. I don't get what the fuck is wrong with people who don't wash their legs. Hillary busts in and ruins the about to make out breath holding experience, right? They didn't even get to hold their breath very long. No, I didn't even think their lips touched before Hillary busts in and ruins it. It's terrible. Uh, you notice she now has an apron that matches her headband? Yes. Oh, dear. Well, so they're like, okay, we're going to go to the mall. See ya. She says, like, she tries to give him a sex talk. And she she sets down her Rice Krispies and she's like, you don't have to pet to be popular, which was gross. I vomited a little bit when I heard that. Ew. But Will's got one of those clickety-clack-clackety-click toys. Yeah. Kind of like the they came after slap bracelets. Yeah. Uh, when those got banned in the school halls, then kids got the clackers. Yeah. And of course, it's just another reason of how Will is annoying Uncle Phil, but he'll go away if he lets him borrow the bins, baby. Uncle Phil's like, absolutely not. And Will's like, Aunt Vivian. Oh, damn. She's not here. Oh, damn. <laughs> Uncle Phil's like, that's right. No one can hear you scream. You're playing in my world now, partner. It's terrifying. I love that he tells Uncle Phil that your only pleasure is to make me unhappy. And Uncle Phil's like, that's not true. I also have my wine collection. (laughs) Sick burn, sick burn. One of the best jokes in the episode, if I do say. And I did. Oh, you just did. Phil leaves the room. Will sits down on the couch and notices the keys right on the coffee table in front of him. Yeah. But what's he going to do? Two devils appear on his shoulder and both of them tell him to take the keys. (laughs) It was so funny. I feel like it's a joke that's not done to death. But it is so funny to see one devil and then just like, not second devil, just do it, dude. We need to move this story along. And I feel like that speaks more to society, Brittany, than anything else. Well, go on. We're all going to do it if we want to do it. And we'll all make an excuse for it. It's why anyone does anything. Get off my soapbox. I'm so sorry. Will enters the pool hall. And there's already, I guess, like the person who manages the pool hall. I don't know. They didn't, she didn't have a name tag. (laughs) She is throwing someone down the stairs saying, get out and stay out. And then Will's like, oh, hi. (laughs) But I thought that it was like under the assumption that like he had been there before. It's not like his first time at the pool hall, right? Yeah, I was so confused. But it seemed like it was his first time at the pool hall. Maybe that particular pool hall? Oh, true, true. Maybe he's been playing at like the YMCA or something. <laughs> cool. With only like playing nine ball with five balls because it's, you know, the YMCA. The Y, the Y. She says there's three rules. No spitting, no fighting, and don't forget to use a coaster. You monsters! <laughs> I love that he starts racking the pool balls and going, Who wants some? Step on up. Who wants some? And as if, like, that's just how you challenged people to play pool at pool halls. Maybe it is. And this guy in white jeans shows up and is like, Hey, I'll play you. You want to make it interesting? And he's like, Oh, no, 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 no. I just play for fun. So white jeans breaks really terribly and will's like oh i've got this yeah how about five dollars a ball 
It's a risky bet, Brit. Oh, but I mean, speaking of white jeans, that's our competition. <laughs> oh, man. I so appreciated the montage of Will playing really well. Like all the like wacky little oh, yeah. things that they made him do. And it's like every montage in this episode. I could watch Will Smith play this character and just be goofy and like. Oh, yeah. I think it's classic Will Smith. You know, it's a classic Will Smith montage. And I don't want to jump too far ahead in the episode, but it was at this point where I was like, I like Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because he's like Zach Morris, but real. Like, he's got all the cool flair of Zach, but also learns a lesson in a real way and is like, faces humility, you know? And like, takes it in stride and learns from it. Zach Morris wishes he was Will Smith. Yes. Listeners, just so you know, our Saved by the Bell episode just came out when we're recording this. And I am still mad that you just compared Will Smith to Zach Morris. <laughs> no, in a good way. In yeah, a good yeah, way. I know, I know. I just, Zach Morris rubs me the wrong way, and Will Smith, I could just watch that all day. Okay. I apologize. I'll buy you um, a soda pop. Oh, thank you. I'll take you up on that. So Will meets a dude with a ponytail yeah. at the pool hall. White jeans, ponytail. I mean, there's so many characters here. And like the dude in the ponytail is also wearing like what seems to be a really nice suit. And so obviously he is a pool sharp. He's really good at the game, you know. But you think if Will's there hustling someone for $5 a ball, um, this guy probably operates on the same like wavelength. Sure. He says, are you ready to play with the big boys? Will Smith says, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. That was such a common catchphrase at the time. And it has to have started here, right? No. Like, this is how it became. No. It was, well, it was also in Do the Right Thing. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. So I, I think maybe they're borrowing it from that, but who knows? But I think this is what put it in the in the households of America. Y- yes. That's definitely what brought it into my, like, fourth grade brain. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing got put into the American living room with this episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But the, the ponytail guy wants to do $20 a ball. Woo! Did you do the math on this? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And Will's like, oh, I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy. And then some, like, smoking lady comes up, and she's, like, rubbing her hands on Will, just being like, yeah, you know. And he was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, and White Jeans comes up and is just like, dude, you can take him. Oh, that's right. Oh, so manipulative. Yeah. The guy just runs the table, though. He, you know, breaks and he, I mean, Will never even has a chance. And that was like another montage that was comical because it kept like going back to Will, like waiting and waiting and waiting for his turn, knowing he's not going to get a turn. And then they like cut to like this string of beads, like a giant abacus inside of the pool hall, marking that every game had been lost. And Will now owes ponytail and white jeans because they're a team of hustlers. Who knew? $500. Which is a lot. And Will only has, what, 200 something like that? Which is still a lot of money. What is more than I got? 
Well, and also, wouldn't you just be like, hey, dude, okay, I owe you $500. Um, here's 200 and I'll bring you 300 in a week. I know that's a dangerous game, and that's how a lot of people end up really broke, but, like, the dude jumps from saying okay or pay me installments or something too give me your $45,000 car and yes I looked up how much Mercedes Benz's were in 1990 how much they're, they're not 300 yeah 45,000 shit if that thing was $10,000 it doesn't make any sense right Ugh, this guy's got a screw loose at least a character we haven't talked about yet Brittany he's like the janitor of the pool hall um, he's been kind of a comic relief he goes with Will back to his house as like to make sure Will doesn't run away I guess in this illegal scenario that he has nothing to do with and Will's like begging for $300 from Hillary and he ain't gonna get it. And we're talking about Fred Lomax Jr. Yes. They're trying to find money. They're trying to find money. He's like I'm gonna go ask the butler and he's like okay cool I'm just gonna stretch out here on your sofa I've never been to your house before but let me make myself very very comfortable Meanwhile, Uncle Phil walks into the house, and he starts to make himself a cocktail. He doesn't see Fred Lomax Jr. on the sofa, right? Yep. So Fred hears ice dropping into a glass, and he says, cocktails? He mistakes Uncle Phil for the butler, which really makes Uncle Phil mad. Because he is a high society judge. Or maybe he's just a lawyer at this point. Either way, the beans get spilt. Will got hustled, and he needs Uncle Phil to go down there and help him out. But Jeffrey's going to come, too. Yeah. When Will walks into the room, he sees him talking with Uncle Phil, and he's like, Oh, I see you met my earth science teacher. Yeah. And yes, Jeffrey has to go to the pool hall for some reason. That, that shocked me as well. He used to be the sparring butler for Chuck Norris. But does that... Not not just Chuck Norris's butler, his sparring butler. Oh, there's distinctions. He only was a butler when he was fighting Chuck Norris. That's amazing. So they go to the pool hall. And Uncle Phil at the pool hall tries to play legal hardball with the owner, who we saw with a baseball bat kicking someone out earlier, which made me think, what was she kicking that person out for? Because it obviously wasn't the illegal activity that she's allowing to happen. Anyway, it's not working. So Uncle Phil goes to Ponytail and he's like, dude, we got to settle this. Like, give me my car back. I'm not paying you the $300. And the guy's like, why don't we play to settle the debt? And Uncle Phil agrees to play $20 per ball to settle the debt. And Will's like, that's what kind of got me into this situation. And he's like, how hard could it be to play a game that I've never played before? It's just like putting the ball in the hole. It's not that big of a deal. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is, right? Yeah, you just got to put a ball in a hole. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, they shake on it. They're like, we'll do it for $20 a ball. Well, of course, the guy like wins the game without Phil ever doing anything other than breaking really badly, which is adorable. And Ponytail at the end is like, all right, cough it over. You're out, you know, a whole lot more money. And then he's like, Uncle Phil's just saying, well, the only way I can get back is if I play you again. I don't know. I got to do one more game. Yeah. And Ponytail's like, I'd have to up the ante to like $100 a ball. Uncle Phil's like, I don't know. 
man, this is really stressful, but I guess I got to do it because I want my car back and I want my money back. And the guy's like, okay, cool, let's do it. They both agree on $100 a ball. That's when Uncle Phil says, okay, Jeffrey, get Lucille. And he, uh, Jeffrey opens up his like pants <laughs> and he has like pool stick in there. In his pants the whole time it's been there. Yeah. I mean, it was in two parts. They wheeled it together, yeah. It's still long. Did you like Do- make any sounds? I was like, ooh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I was more like, did he ride in the car with the pool stick in his pants? Huh. Like, Valid. when did that happen? Huh. Anyway, had to have been uncomfortable, but at least they got it past yes. Will because you know Will would have blown that cover in about two seconds. Uncle Phil does a very similar version to Will's montage from before, but it's very Uncle Phil. They're playing Soul Man. I realized that Uncle Phil and I danced the exact same way. <laughs> I loved it. It was so great. It was one of the better montages I've ever seen in my life. Holy shit. You should start keeping a list. Well, you know me. I love lists. Yeah. Of course, Uncle Phil wins and they're paying him up. And he says, don't mess with my boy again. You mess with him. You mess with me. Did that touch your heart or was that just me? It did. It did. I felt it. Are these the only honest hustlers that have ever been on television? Like, I was totally expecting these guys to, like, try and back out of the bet when they lost. Yeah, seems. When the players ended up being played. Exactly. But they pay him the money. And they all walk out. Will's got a real, like, dip step with him as he's going. And right as they leave, Will ducks back in and goes... Yeah, Yeah, that was perfect. That was exactly what it was. It was the legitimate LOL of the episode for me. Like, that made me cackle. I don't know why. Because it's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why. You know, you hit it the nail right (laughs) on the head. (laughs) So, we're back at home. Hillary's reading another magazine on the couch. I think she's been reading, like, parenting and, like... Other homes and gardens or something. Vivian comes back. Hillary says that she was a little anxious, and even though she felt overly confident inside, she was nervous. But now she knows that she will be able to take care of children, and, you know, maybe she might just start having some soon. Carlton and Ashley come running in. Carlton, my boss. Yes. And I guess we did kind of skip over the Ashley scene earlier, didn't we? Yeah, but it kind of didn't matter. (laughs) She's going to a birthday party. Hillary's overprotective. She runs out of there. Point being, they tell the mom, it would have been better if you would have left a food dish in the corner than leave us with Hillary. Wow. That's pretty extreme. Uncle Phil tells Vivian, he comes in, he's like, hey, you know what? I just had some quality time with Will, and we had, is everyone listening? Fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's like, of course when I leave town you get along. Let's see if it happens from here on out. (laughs) I think she was more shocked than anything. She was like, are you being serious? For sure. Okay. She's like, are you fucking with me right now? Will asks Phil why he didn't tell Vivian what he did. And Phil says, that's for us to decide later and figure out how I'm going to punish you. And Will's like... Because I'm not going to just like make my wife worry for no reason. We're home safe. Will's like... 
Don't you think she'll put two and two together when the cops dig up my body? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, Will, I just want to know why you're so hard-headed. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, it's like you don't want me to have fun. You didn't want me to go to the pool hall. And he's like, do you not think I don't know what happens to pool halls? They're the most dangerous places on earth, obviously. That's right. Will says, okay, thanks for earning my money back. And Uncle Phil says, your money? Huh? I'll play you for it. And then it's a... Freeze frame! You know what I really liked in this episode that we forgot to... We didn't forget, we just... There's no reason to talk about it when it happens. What? When Will is out the money and he realizes that he has to go find $300 and he does the big gulp, it does the, like, cut to commercial jingle and, like, we get the freeze frame of, like, the Fresh Prince logo and then it fades into the next half of the episode. That was funny. I love those. So what are your thoughts? How did this episode leave you feeling? I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that we went with this one. What about you? Yeah, me too. Oh, I loved it. I had so much fun. It is one of the Fresh Prince episodes that I remember watching in my youth and like watching again and again and really enjoying because although it's an easy storyline, it's a fun storyline. It's really fun to see, you know, Uncle Phil come in there and school some tricksters. For sure. And we get a little Jeffrey, and that's always fun. Oh, yeah. His little like like sidekickiness to it is really great. Yeah. Well, makes me want to visit Bel Air. So uh, next time I'm in town. Hey, next time when you're in town, we'll go to Bel Air. Let's visit that pool hall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not in Bel Air, but yeah, we'll we'll find the pool hall from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. Well, Brittany. What? We we got to clean some house real quick. We do. If people want to join our Patreon, they go to patreon.com slash pink jeans. Helps us keep these shows alive. And we release bonus episodes every now and again, so you can get those. Bam. And thank you, Jeremy Siegel, for our freaking theme song. It really sets a tone for who we are as human beings. Oh my gosh, is it playing right now? Mm. It is. Oh, yeah. See? It's good. So I'm digging it. I'm dancing. I'm feeling Yeah. It feels good. It sounds good. Let's say say people just can't afford to support on Patreon. You know what they can do, Brittany? Oh, my God. Please leave leave me a rating and review. Yes. I mean, leave us, but mostly me. If it's bad, leave it for me. If it's good, leave it for me. I'll read it on our next tiny TV. But don't fuck up our algorithm by giving us one star. That's hurtful. We got a one star. That was hurtful. But we have other stars. Yeah, we've got so many other stars. We've got... We're like fucking outer space. We have so many stars. I know. I left us a five-star rating and review. Well, great episode. I had fun. Next Saturday, be on the lookout for a tiny TV. And then the next episode of the TV show show after that. Yeah. See ya. Later. Later.